Welcome to the Saved by Grace podcast, bringing you stories of hope, restoration, and God's faithful love. I'm your host, Sylvia Fuentes. Hi, and welcome to Saved by Grace. I'm your host, Sylvia Fuentes, and today I have a really exciting show for you guys. I have Leanne Crabtree on the show. Leanne is an entrepreneur. Um, she's the owner of Leanne's Cookies. She's a speaker and she's the author of God Has a Sweet Tooth. Leanne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Sylvia, for having me. Leanne, you have a really, really special testimony that you're going to share with us today. Um, it all started with how your business came about. Yes. So why don't you start there? Well, uh, Leanne's Old Fashioned Cookies all started as my college marketing project when I was at the University of Central Florida. I was given the task by my professor to figure out a product or service I could sell, preferably something I was passionate about. And at the end of the semester, after all the marketing had been done for the project, show if I had a profit or a loss. As I left his class that day, I had no idea what product or service I would sell. But thankfully, my parents were, were able to help me see that cookies would be perfect because I love to bake and I was surrounded by college students who love to eat. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So, so you start this, this mm -hmm. project and you decide I'm going to open a cookie company. Exactly. Okay. So, but as I started researching the requirements to bake and sell cookies, I quickly learned that I couldn't legally do it from my apartment. Now, what was I going to do? I was faced with wanted to do it legally. It was just a college marketing project that I didn't even know if it would work. And here I am on a very tight college budget. But God already had things already laid out for this because I had made friends with the owners of a pizza shop right next to the Publix that I work for. And as they came through my line that particular day, they knew something was wrong and had to ask. And as I shared with them about this project, they said, come see us after you're done. We've got your answer. And what Tony and his brother Mike were willing to do is let us bake our cookies in their ovens. It satisfied all the requirements we had had to have, and we were legal, and the cookies could be produced. Oh, wow. That's, I mean, that's amazing. Yes. So now you're producing the cookies, mm -hmm. and um, everybody's loving them on campus. Absolutely. Okay. So what's going on as you're going produce, uh, making the cookies and this mm -hmm. business is coming to right. fruition? Absolutely. And actually, it didn't take any time till I was making a profit. Wow. And I was actually making more money selling the cookies than I was working for Publix. <laughs> and I was excited. As it got time to turn that project in, I just knew I'd get a fantastic grade. How could I not? Right. But when I finally got that project back, I was devastated because the professor gave me a C- minus on the project. He told me that people were becoming too health conscious and would no longer buy cookies. Therefore, our business would never survive. Wow. So I imagine your heart kind of like sank at that moment. Absolutely. So what did you do with that? Well, I continued selling because, of course, um, all the students and faculty and staff wanted to continue to buy the cookies, even though the project was done. But God put some very powerful people in my life. Mm -hmm. One of those was another professor that I was in her office all the time. And as I was approaching graduation, she invited me into her office another time. And as we sat in her office, she said, Leanne, I think where your cookie company is headed is to the corporate gift side. And she started explaining to me what that meant and that businesses are constantly showing gratitude back and forth for not only the business, but referrals. 
And she said, if you figure out how to put these cookies in a gift basket, the business world's going to love you just like we do here at University of Central Florida. I love that part of your testimony because here we see, and I always share that, you know, when when we mention um, kind of like the enemy here, it's not to glorify him, but mm-hmm. rather to expose him. Mm-hmm. And um, so here you were, you you were being a, su- a success. Mm-hmm. You saw people were, you know, the people on campus, students were excited about your cookies. They were buying them. And the last thing you imagined was that you were going to get the grade that you got. And not mm-hmm. only that, but this professor tell you this is not going to work. Exactly. And there, you know, as God always does, he sent someone mm-hmm. to speak life mm-hmm. and to show you possibilities that mm-hmm. you perhaps had not thought about. Exactly. So take us now. Um, so you, you go into the, um, the gift basket industry. Mm-hmm. And we're doing very well. We moved back to the Tampa Bay area and we were selling the gift baskets to companies that wanted to say thank you, mainly at Christmas, but then we developed it further from that. And so she was exactly right. That is, that has been our niche. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So this is, um, this is happening. And then you're faced with some health concerns. Absolutely. So tell us about that. Yes. So I was six months pregnant at the time and I was awakened to two men standing in our bedroom, just absolutely terrified why they were there. And my husband lovingly told me, you've just had a seizure. These are paramedics that are here. They're getting ready to take you to the hospital to make sure you're okay, but also Amanda is okay as well. And so they transported me, did tons of testing. Everything was fine with not only B, but Amanda as well. And they sent us home. And they said, this is probably a one-time occurrence because you're pregnant. Don't worry about it. But here's my card and call me if you need me. And 23 hours later, after the first seizure, I seizured again while I slept. And so my husband found the business card, called the doctor's office, and they immediately wanted to see us in their office. And so this is mm-hmm. a little kind of like, you know, a uh, curveball for you guys. Absolutely. Because now you're having these seizures and mm-hmm. um, I know that as a nurse, mm-hmm. uh, as a nurse, I know that when someone starts having seizures, their life is about to change mm-hmm. because even driving mm-hmm. and doing activities and even keeping a safe environment mm-hmm. is in question. But here you guys have your own cookie company. Mm-hmm. You're pregnant, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, Amanda's being born soon or Amanda's born. And uh, so you're now under treatment for the seizures. Right. Do you, so tell us yeah, how and, that's going. And I had them periodically mm-hmm. over the next several years. But this one particular night, when I seizured, my husband had called the doctor once again. And this time, his answer was a little bit different. Because as my husband told him what medication I was on, he said, we need to change her immediately. Because over the last year and a half, we've had a problem with this medication. And I need to change her now. And so, of course, my husband went, picked up the prescription, all of that. But he told me, Leanne, if he's known for a year and a half, and you only seizure while you sleep, and I wasn't here, I could have lost you. And he said, I'm not comfortable with you going back to this doctor. I don't know what that means for us, but we're going to pray about it. And so we started praying and then brought it to our Bible study, told them of the situation. And visiting our class for the last three weeks had been a couple 
And she looked at us and told us, I need to see you afterwards, I have your answer. And she was a nurse for Dr. Rogers, who would be my new neurologist. Wow. And they only attended for five weeks. Then God called them to another ministry. Mm-hmm. So we had a small window for that seizure to happen. Yeah. And us Divine to find appointments, Leanne. Absolutely. Divine appointments. Mm-hmm. So you go to Dr. Rogers and um, mm-hmm. you're hit with some more news. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we were probably in her office and she was listening to the story, listening to my husband describe the seizures. And within that first five minutes, she said, I think Leanne's a candidate for brain surgery. I can tell you my jaw felt like it hit the floor because that's the last thing I wanted to hear. One of the reasons we stayed with the other doctor is brain surgery was never on the table. It was always going to be medication could help her. But she lovingly saw that this bothered both of us. And she started to walk us down the plan of the testing that would take place and all of that. And she said, I'm not going to make the decision alone. There's going to be a team of doctors that will step in. And we're going to look at all the results. And if brain surgery is still what's right for you, then we're going to go forward with that. Mm -hmm. And so over the next nine months, many tests happened. And um, many tests happened. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that there were periods of uncertainty and Mm -hmm. whatnot Mm -hmm. where you and Travis came together in Mm -hmm. prayer. Your family came together in prayer. Um, And here you have Dr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. just supporting you and reassuring you. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so you have the brain surgery. And what's one of the things that they tell you to do before and then what to expect after? Yeah. Well, even through some of the testing process, mm-hmm. you know, my husband is instrumental because um, I was taken off all the seizure medications mm-hmm. in one of the last tests that was done. And while I was in the hospital, they were waiting for me to seizure so they could capture it on camera. And... So they told us, you know, this would happen. This is what's going to happen. Here's the lights that are going to go on. And as I would eat things, the lights would turn on. So we kind of got a glimpse of what that would be. Mm-hmm. And it took almost four days before I seizured, almost the entire hospital stay. And finally, I had the seizure. But that particular night, that seizure, nothing triggered. No lights came on, nothing. But my husband knew the sound, which is what Dr. Rogers had said. One of your family members needs to be here at all times. And as my husband got up and hit the button to let the nurses know, by the time they came in, turned the lights on, I was already face down in the pillow. And when they turned me over, I was already turning blue. So had my husband not been there, I very well may not be here today. Yeah. He saved my life. Yeah. He saved your life. And we know that that God made sure Mm -hmm. that your husband was there, even speaking through Dr. Rogers, make Mm -hmm. sure that someone is here. Um, it might seem insignificant, but important to mention, as you said, even if you ate, the bells went off, the alarms went off. Yet mm-hmm. that night that you mm-hmm. had the seizure, nothing went off. Mm-hmm. Um, the scripture, uh, no weapon formed will prosper, comes mm-hmm. to mind, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now you you go for brain surgery. And I know that they shared something that was really important, really uh, marked you um, about what to expect after brain surgery. Absolutely. And the surgeon was amazing because he wanted to know what my day was like, mm-hmm. what my day was like personally taking care of our children, as well as what my day was like in the life of our business. Mm-hmm. And as he found out that I'm the one that takes the orders and talks to our clients and goes out there and networks and all those things, he said, Leanne, I want you to go home now 
and start implementing some of the things I'm going to tell you. And he said, make an order sheet so that you have every single thing that you talk to your clients and ask them for. Because after brain surgery, where that lesion is located is going to affect your short-term memory. And when you get out of surgery, you are not going to be able to remember things. Some things may stick, some things may not. And if you know the things on that list that you need to ask, fine. And if not, then you'll have them right there to refer to. And that was absolutely instrumental for us as we went forward. I can imagine that must have been Mm -hmm. scary as well. Um, So now you're Mm post-surgery and um, how, you know, what's going on with Leanne's cookies and Leanne? Mm -hmm. Well, as I started going back out there and networking, Mm -hmm. you know, I could see what he was talking about with the short-term memory. Because as I was at these meetings, a lot of times I wouldn't even remember the clients, what their name was, what company they work for. But it even got more detailed than that. We would be holding a conversation. And all of a sudden, it was like there was nothing in my memory at all. I couldn't remember what we were talking about, all of those things. And that just sent me back to God saying, you know, our business is huge. We've got tons of clients. I'm just going to run our company from our office and the bakery. And I'm not going to do the networking anymore. Mm-hmm. However. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But God had bigger plans. Amen. And he brought some very powerful people into my life, some clients that needed us mm-hmm. and that would open doors into the networking world as, you know, Leah would take me into, you know, Plant City's chamber. And then that just continued to open up doors where God needed me to find these people that were going to absolutely touch my life. And, you know, one of them through the Brandon Chamber is who made the things happen for me to be introduced to Steve Hopper. Wow. So tell us, because we're seeing how God has appointed people Mm -hmm. along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Steve Hopper, what do you want to talk about a bit about him? (laughs) Well, absolutely. Um, Through a networking event that I attended and somebody that was speaking introduced me to him in a a seminar that he was having. Mm -hmm. So as I attended that seminar... I knew that God had brought me to Steve for a reason. And over the next year attending Steve's seminars, he continued to take me down the road that I needed to be. And in one of those seminars, as he was speaking, even though the room was filled, it was as if he was just speaking to me in that moment. Mm -hmm. And God was at work again. Mm -hmm. Because as he asked those questions, what's holding you back? What's got your foot off the gas and on the brake? And if you will trust me, I will take you and your business to a whole nother level that you've, you've yet to see. Mm. And in those moments, I knew that I would be signing up for Steve's you know, course that he was offering. And then later that would turn into us coaching one-on-one. Yeah. So you move forward. You really believe that God is speaking to you mm-hmm. through Steve. Mm-hmm. And you move forward with hiring him as your coach. Absolutely. And um, he's coaching you. And we know that you end up writing a book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he requires his coaching clients <laughs> he requires, right. to write a book. And, so. But what Steve didn't know is my dad had told me for years, Leanne, your story's amazing. You're going to touch people's lives. You need, to, you need to write a book. But neither one of us knew how to accomplish that. And so when God brought Steve into our lives, then I knew that he was going to be the man that God used to take what my dad's idea was and actually turn it into a book. Yeah. And he has successfully done that. So the title of your book is Appropriately, <laughs> God Has a Sweet Tooth. 
Absolutely. I got to tell you, I read it. I felt as though I was in every moment um, of your story, which is amazing, Leanne. Mm -hmm. um, so we can see that God has sent people instrumentally and placed them you know, along the way to guide you, mentor you, and support you. Mm -hmm. um, of all your mentors, who would you say? has, you know, really been like the number one for you? That would be my dad. He's absolutely poured into my life, my entire life, you know, giving me situations where I would understand what it was like to be, to own a business, right. even though I didn't see that that was going to be a possibility. Right. But, you know, God used his life, his stories, him pouring into me to make those things happen. Yeah. Well, your dad... Um, very instrumental in your life. Mm -hmm. um, I know that you wanted to write the last chapter of your book with mm -hmm. your dad. Yes. However, um, your dad was ill mm -hmm. and that wasn't to be. Mm -hmm. But as God always does, mm -hmm. right? He really takes something that kind of uh, could be bad and he turns it around for our good and mm -hmm. he just does something amazing. Absolutely. So tell us about the last chapter of your book. Give us a little bit on that. Well, as my dad was diagnosed with leukemia, it was taking over his body quickly. There mm -hmm. was no treatments were working. None of the things that the doctors were implementing were having any effect. And in no time, he was sleeping 20 to 22 hours a, a day, which is why he could never be the one to write that chapter by himself. And as I would go to his hospital room, I wanted those moments and to cherish those as opposed to us worrying about writing a book. Mm -hmm. But God had other plans already in place yes. because this particular night that I would go and see him, it was just days before he passed away. And although I would have wanted to go earlier in the day, God put things into my life that would not let that happen between our clients and orchestrating things for my dad to come home and having all the medical, medical equipment that we would need. And when I finally got to the hospital that night and checked in, by the time I got to his room, there was only 15 minutes left till visitation hours would be over. And as I walked into his room, he just lit up. And he's like, where have you been? I've been waiting all day for you. Pull up a chair. We've got to talk. And the parts of Leanne said, but dad, you know, visitation hours are going to be over in 15 minutes. Right. He said, the nurses have just been here. He's like, and if they give us a problem, I'm going to tell them, I need to pour into you. I need to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And we spent the next hour and a half with him making sure that I had everything in place that he had always done for us and our company so that I would be able to carry on right. without him. So the, this last chapter that mm -hmm. worked out a little differently than you mm -hmm. expected mm -hmm. um, has touched so many, many people Yes, that... I don't know, to your surprise, or maybe <laughs> not to your surprise, definitely not to God's surprise, mm -hmm. um, already has you on a journey yes. of um, writing your next book. Absolutely. That will be titled The Encourager. Because as people have poured into me and wanting to know more about my dad, and they said, I feel like I already know him mm -hmm. just from your conversation you shared in the hospital, but we want to know more. And just how God does 23 years ago, my dad wrote a lot of these stories when my, when my grandfather passed away. Wow. And we found those because they haven't been brought out for years. But God showed us where they were as we're taking care of some of his things. 
And as I started reading them, it's just as if I was, you know, in our family room as he would tell us these stories. So as we open the next book, the readers will get to be and feel like they're in our family room as my dad is pouring into us and sharing these amazing moments that he's gone through in his childhood and also becoming an adult. That's such a gift. Mm -hmm. And it's a gift that God has given you Mm -hmm. and that you're then going to share with the world. So Mm -hmm. I thank you for that. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to reading your next book and, uh, and walking through that with you as well. As you share your testimony, Leanne, what I see over and over is God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. The goal of Saved by Grace is to share these testimonies, right? And, um, of hope of restoration and God's faithful love. And when I hear your testimony, that is what I keep hearing. That's what I keep seeing, you know, hope, restoration, redemption, and God's faithful love. You can't hear your testimony without seeing God's handprint all Mm -hmm. over your life. So that's just beautiful, amazing. I am blessed and privileged that you are on Safe by Grace sharing your Mm -hmm. amazing story. Anyone who wants to connect with you, they want to get your book, they want to order cookies, which are amazing. (laughs) Let us know how we can connect. There's multiple ways. So to to get the book, they need to go to godhasasweettooth.com. If they want to order cookies, they need to go to leannescookies.com. And if they want to connect on social media on Facebook, they can go to Leanne's Old Fashioned Cookies. Okay, awesome. You guys heard it. So I always ask the Lord to impress a scripture on my heart for the guests for their testimony. And um, the scripture that he gave me for you was Psalm 105. Psalm 105 is quite long, but I'm going to read the first verse. Psalm 105, verse 1. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. I thank you mm-hmm. that that is exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important that we just give, you know, let the world know who he is and what he has done. Absolutely. So, Leanne, thank you for coming on Saved by Grace and sharing your amazing testimony. It would um, bless us if you would close us out in a prayer. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you're such a part of our lives, in the details, in the highs, in the lows, you're standing there walking with us and sometimes carrying us. Lord, I pray that if there's somebody listening today and they're going through those tough struggles right now, that they will realize that you're right there beside them and you will carry them if they need you to. But even more importantly, just like my story has done, that what they're going through right now in life can touch lives in the future of those people that they will come into contact with. So Lord, I just pray that these situations, you will bless them and you will use them for your glory in the future. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, this has been another episode of Saved by Grace. Thank you all for tuning in. Till next time. Thank you for tuning in to Saved by Grace podcast. Do you have a God story that you'd like to share with the world? If so, please send us a message to savedbygracepdcst at gmail.com.